The Game Sports Show is sponsored by Flawless Roofing Surseal Incorporated. Flawless Roofing provides over 30 years experience and specializes in residential and commercial rooftops. Come on, you need to protect your investment. Start from the top. Check them out on Facebook or on their website, flawlessroofing.ca. Are you looking for a way to show off that memorable sports item? Preferably a jersey? Just like how I like to show off my John Tavares Toronto Maple Leaf jersey? Well, look no further than the Sport Displays jersey mount. It's easy to put up and it's easy to take down and it looks nice on your wall. Perfect for your office, perfect for your cave, perfect for your garage, perfect anywhere. Plus, they offer great fundraising opportunities for your sports teams. You can check them out on their website, thesportdisplays.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Top Shelf, presented by the Game Sports Show, powered and aired by the Game Entertainment and Media. I am your host, A.B. Roche, and this, this edition of Top Shelf is sponsored by Flawless Roofing and the Sports Displays. Joining me tonight for this episode of Top Shelf are this beauty, Dane, this beauty, Alex, and one of my best friends, Gatano Gallo, for his first, first time on the show. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight. And if you are listening or viewing, please give us a like, click, subscribe on any of our platforms. That goes a long way, and we very much appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk about a few things. So the biggest news probably out of the NHL this week, I would say, is the Bo Horvat deal. Uh, so we're going to touch on that. That's that's a pretty big move. Uh, followed by, we're going to go over Gary Bettman's 30 years in the in the NHL as commissioner of the NHL and what we think he's done well, what we think he could improve on. Uh, and we might even compare it to some other big four sports leagues. Uh, followed by, we're going to get into some all-star talk as well as general talk about the NHL injuries, stuff like that. Mark Stone had surgery, so we're going to talk talk about that. But let's get right into the first point, uh, which is the Bull Horvat deal. So Bull Horvat gets traded to the New York Islanders in exchange for a conditional first and Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, interesting timing in the trade as we know the trade deadline is about a month it was a month from yesterday so it's about a month away it was an early deal uh, and I'll talk about why I think I think that's important in a bit but first I'll let you guys touch on it so Dane how about you go ahead what what do you think yeah um, I think obviously the team that he went to was a little bit surprising to most people Uh, I think obviously the Islanders and Lou think uh, the team still has a good chance to have a good run in the playoffs, even though they're not sitting in a playoff position currently. Uh, we look back not too far, uh, back-to-back conference finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, put up a really good show against that team. Um, and it's a lot of the same players. Obviously, Matt Barzell, he's been desperate to have a guy to play with, to put up some you know offensive numbers. And I think this is kind of lose little gift to them. Uh, mind you, both of them play center, so one will have to move to the wing. Uh, I, I, I think it's obviously going to be a good deal for the Islanders if they can re-sign Horvat and, and make the playoffs and make a bit of a run. If they don't do either of those, it's it's clearly an absolute disaster. Uh, I think on Vancouver's side, um, first first over or first overall, uh, first round pick, uh, Bolivier and Aturati, uh, who was at one time considered to be the first overall pick of the NHL draft at 16. Obviously, his draft stock fell. He ended up being a second-round uh, pick. But he's put up some decent numbers for the Islanders as a young guy. He has some games then. Um, so, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with him. Uh, maybe a little change of scenery in Vancouver. Maybe get a little bit more playing time. Uh, obviously, Vancouver is going to be kind of going into tank mode a little bit or retooling, as they keep saying. 
but yeah, I, I kind of like the deal for both sides. I think obviously Vancouver fans are a little upset. They thought they could have got a little bit more. Um, I think this trade obviously sets the market for Bo Horvat type players. Um, you know, a guy that can fill the lineup, um, a prospect and a first round pick. So if you're going to look at like guys like Chickering or even O'Reilly or Tarasenko out of St. Louis, that, you know, a team that's probably going to be sellers at the, at the trade deadline. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think the uh, Vancouver's done is at least set the market for other teams, but I think it could be beneficial for both sides at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I'd have to tend to agree with you on that. I think, and what I meant when I said I wanted to touch on something earlier is I think it's very important. It was very important for Lou to get this deal done early for, for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get Bo Horvat signed. And I still don't think they're sure. Bo Horvat's camp said they were open to it, but I don't know if that's really where Bo wants to be, first of all. And if that's the case, if they can't get him signed, I think it's interesting they make this move a month before the trade deadline because that leaves an opportunity to flip them and get your assets back. And that, to me, is an interesting, interesting storyline because when's the last time we saw that? Parzi, what do you think about that? I just don't know if lose that big of an asshole yeah come to new york buy a place stay a while oh uh three weeks has passed here's your plane tickets you're actually going to new jersey sure i don't know it's not far though get out of here i i i don't know if they would do that it's it's legal i just don't think lose that big of an asshole um and dane said he liked it for both sides I think it sucks for both sides. I think Vancouver could have gotten more. I don't think they needed to retain. And I don't think the Islanders are a bow Horvat away from doing any damage in the playoffs. And if they even do make the playoffs, four games and out by the Bruins or four games and out by the Hurricanes. I, I would also agree with you there. I, I don't think that the Islanders were a bow Horvat away from from doing any damage whatsoever. That's why that scenario of them flipping him popped into my head is because Lou, although he might be old, he's not dumb. And I think he understands that they're not a Bo Horvat away from that. So this is either a long-term thing for Lou, which is another interesting thing that we don't even have to get into because Lou's probably not going to be there forever. Um, But another interesting point you make is that Vancouver could have got more. I really think they could have got more, especially if you like, there's so many other teams. Like what about Boston? Boston was said to be looking at this guy heavily. They don't uh, need to get anybody more. They don't. Well, I, I don't understand want, that, but from a strategic perspective, I know I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And trust me, me and Gatano are both, are, are both fans of teams in that division. Oh, you are too. So you know that we don't need anybody else, anybody else on that team. Boston is good enough. Gatano, what do you think about the return that they got for him though? I think they got hosed. Uh, if you look at some wow. of the trades from last year, I, I Ben Sherratt for an unprotected first plus. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Like they, like, they got hosed. They definitely could have got more. If they had held out a few more weeks, the price would have went up and up because uh, I assume there would have been a bidding war between the Bostons. New York Islanders are obviously in there. Uh, a bidding war would have broke out and they could have got way more. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was going with that too, is I, I think that once you let that bidding war happen, teams do really, really dumb stuff, right? We've seen it before, i.e. an unprotected first for Ben Sherratt, which I might add end up being a lottery pick. So we've seen stupidity before. I think that the conclusion here, though, and I think, Dane, would you agree with the fact that the Islanders weren't a Bo Horvat away from making the playoffs? 
Um, yeah, I, I think they still need to add a little bit more on offense. Um, they still have time to do that. So maybe their training is not over. I also think on the other hand, that like Jim Rutherford's hand might've been forced. Things were not good in Vancouver. So um, whether you guys, you know, might disagree with, you know, the value of the trade, obviously time will tell and see what materializes out of Raddy and that, in that first round pick. Um, but again, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. So the market might've been the market. Lots of teams are really up against the cap right now. And, it's a lot of math and logistics involved to, to, to make, you know, these big moves like this happen and good for Lou for jumping on it. And yeah, I, I, I think the Islanders still need to do a little bit more, but again, guys, you know, they didn't get to play in their barn for like the first 25 games of the season last year, just could never crawl back. The, the top eight in the Eastern conference was heavy last year. They're only like three points out of a playoff spot right now. They're, they're, they're still in it. And, arguably arguably have the best goaltender in the league right now that's not that far-fetched let's just be honest though they are the most boring team in the nhl to watch. oh yeah they're not <laughs> exciting god don't get me wrong like i don't cheer for the islanders i don't watch islanders games but i i, I think you know two years might sound long but when you still got a lot of the same guys there two conference uh, finals in a row. So that's all I'm saying. And nobody gave them credit then. So I, I can understand why people don't give them credit now. Closet Islanders fan, Dane Hantro. I, oh, I like <laughs> honestly hate that. Like watching that team. Like I, yeah. if you squint, they probably look like the Oilers. The no, 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 I always used to think <laughs> the that. color scheme's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple things that you touched on there that are going to lead us right into our next point is everybody having salary cap constraints. And also the fact that there is some boring hockey being played right now by the New York Islanders in that case. But there's a lot of reasons there's boring hockey being played right now. Uh, Gary Bettman hit his 30-year mark for being commissioner in of the National Hockey League. Um, if you compare the National Hockey League to some other sports leagues in, in North America, this league... And yes, they've been generating record revenues, but this league has grown at a very, very slow rate compared to every other major sports league in, in, in the continent, really. So I ask you guys, do you, do you buy into Gary Bettman and, and his whole record revenues thing? He thinks hockey's never been more fun to watch. All of these things. Do you guys agree? And if not, why? If yes, why? Um, I'll go. I think hockey is super exciting to let the players actually um, use their skill way more. So scoring's way up, save percentage is way down, but it's not attracting any new fans. I have the stats up here. The NFL has gone up 19 and percent with their hard cap from the 18, 19 season to next season. The NBA from 18, 19 to next season has gone up 22.8%. The NHL 4.8%. That's it. That's it. Well, we're, oh, we got all these deals with Rogers, and now we're selling the boards on the ad space, digital now. I don't see where's that going. Who's where's that money going? I, yeah. I feel like the NHL is still like trying to like help out some teams that made some very bad contracts. Hence, you know, with the new CBA that we went to, you know, the eight-year max contracts. So. I don't know if there's some money and bailing out that's still being done by the NHL and the players associations to, to help out some of these bottom feeder teams. Like I agree with, you know, like Arizona 
just move the fucking team. Like yeah, they can't They're even they can't deal. even sell out a, a four thousand seat barn. Like I saw a game the other day, they were playing somebody, and it looked like there was maybe a thousand people in the stadium. It looks like a great place to go watch a hockey game. Like if I was in Glendale or wherever the hell that rink is, like I would be there one hundred percent watching an Arizona game because I think it's laughable, but also kind of a cool experience. But yeah, I would be watching it in the same way that I would go to like a freak show to see a bearded lady. It'd be like, oh, I I can't miss (laughs) this. Like what a circus act that's got to be. But that like I'm not watching it like, oh, wow, I can't wait to take in this great experience. No, I want to go and watch some chaos. Like At the beginning of the season, they had curtains up and that was the locker room for this team, for the away team. And they can't even move with their new deal. They're locked into Arizona for as long as this Tempe arena deal is for. We, we, we do have to keep the COVID in mind. Um, I think obviously in the States, you know, the, the, the rules and regulations were pretty light, uh, you know, as far as the sports went, especially the second year of COVID where, you know, if you were a football team, you're playing outside, it's like, yeah, let's go full capacity. The, the NHL suffered financially for the last two years, um, especially the Canadian markets, right? Because we were way behind being able to have fans in the crowd. So, while I think there's a list of things that we can shit on Gary Batman for, you know, lockouts, uh, failed expansions, um, et cetera, not, not having a, a world cup of hockey or any form of, you know, the best on best internationally is, is killing me. Like, are we going to wait until Sidney Crosby retires and he doesn't get to play with McDavid on team yeah. Canada? Like we yeah. all want it. We all want to see that. Right. And there's, and not even just that there, there's that old generation of, you know, the Stamkos the Tavares is uh, the Crosby's that, if they don't get one going here, they're the, it's, it's their last hurrah. And then we have this young generation that we would obviously like see meshing with that. Um, I will say, I think there is some good things Gary's done. I think he has grown the game, um, especially down South. Uh, you look at California. I mean, obviously those teams aren't doing overly well right now, but it's not like they're not there. There's there's ticket sales. Aren't, aren't terrible, terrible. Um, yeah, I think he's done some good things. I think obviously financially, um, the NHL isn't a better spot than it was, say, 15, 20 years ago. Um, whether that's Gary or just how things have gone just naturally. You got to remember at the end of the day, he works for the owners, right? Like he, a lot of what he does is is from the owner's mouth. And he only, I mean, as commissioner only has so much room to, you know, do what he wants to do personally and i i kind of love the fact that gary uh embraces being the villain i like that loves too. it when he gets mm-hmm. through giving out the cops so mm-hmm. i mean while i there's a lot of things i don't like uh, there there is I, i'll give gary a little bit of credit um we could look at lots of commissioners that run sports leagues uh roger goodell is a fucking idiot so pause 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 Gary Bettman's the worst commissioner in sports. It's not, yeah, even, not close. even close. Like, it's not even <laughs> remotely close. Like, the, the guy game. that runs the MLB didn't even know what the, like, he, like, what did he say about the World Series? It even, like, he just, you just mocked. You know what he's not like, done in the last a, 10 years? Just a trophy. Like, the guy what he's not done in the last 10 years? Caused the work stoppage. Caused the work stoppage. Three, actually. Two <laughs> half ones and a full Thank one. you. Thank yeah, you. but he doesn't cause that. That's the owners that want that. No, 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 no. That's what they want you to believe. That's getting done. That's what they want you to believe, Dane. Don't uh, buy into this totally... propaganda. No, 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 no. And, and also, <laughs> I want to point out the fact that I'm not asking for anything other than a luxury tax. And when we're talking about the salary cap, 
Oh, name me another like sports. a true Leafs fan. Spoken name like me a another fan. sports league that doesn't have it. Seriously, name me a sports league that doesn't have some form of luxury tax anywhere uh, in the world. If the NHL has a luxury tax. Uh, the MLS actually doesn't. Teams in the league. Sorry, say that again, Dane. I said if we have a luxury tax, we're going to have 15 teams in the league. Perfect. Tell that to the tell that to the NBA. The NBA and the NHL at the when Gary took over, the NHL was actually on a higher rising rate than the NBA is. Do you want to go tell me what the salary cap in the NBA is right now compared to the NHL? It's a joke. What Gary's done to this league is an absolute joke. I didn't mean to go on a rant like this. I just I can't believe there's people in the world that think he's a good commissioner. I'm going to be honest with you. That guy is so useless what he's done he's done he sends mixed signals on social issues and all that kind of stuff the only good thing he's done for this league if you want the honest truth the winter classic Woohoo! good for you gary everything else you've done sucks like i'm sorry i just i i there's nothing redeemable about his job as commissioner in this what do you mean he keeps years. green day employed whenever they need a musical act and they think they're still cool <laughs> oh my god it's it's amazing the, it, it feels right now just in the current sports landscape. And the reason that the NHL is in a better spot now than it was 30 years ago is simply because of the sports bubble. Look at the valuation of every professional sports team over the last 20 years. It's insane how much they've grown. It's crazy. I'm talking NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. It's all of them. Want to know who's decreased at a significantly lower rate than every other one though? The NHL. And that's no fault other than Gary Bettman's. The salary cap doesn't allow, first of all, the salary cap doesn't allow teams to create dynasties anymore. And that's what really brings new fans in is dynasties and allowing great players to do great things. Want to know what doesn't allow that Gary's department of player safety and they're idiotic. Like, it's just, I, I, I don't even know where else to go. You need here. one of these, bud. I gotcha. Hey, <laughs> I just, okay. I, I can't, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. This is what I, I deal with every talk. Sunday. Every <laughs> Sunday. This is what I deal with. I know. <laughs> I'll let you guys rebuttal me, I guess. But I uh, somebody has to play a little devil advocate. Like I don't think Gary's a good commissioner. Like don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I just they're they're you got to give him credit for a couple things. And I I don't I do definitely do not agree with a luxury tax on the NHL because it's going to kill ten teams. Hundred percent. That's no, that's no the fold. only point in no here fold. that I'm, I'm going to agree with. But I think you could have had a bag of pucks uh, on the commissioner's desk and the league would be in basically the same spot. So the whole point of a luxury tax is that the money that teams lose based on other teams being better than them, i.e. spending over the cap, they get re- they get paid to them by those teams. That is what a luxury tax is. So how could you say that teams are going to run? They're still going to be earning money. It's just going to be a different revenue stream. It's not going to be directly through their sales. It's going to be payments literally from those 10, 15 teams that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah but but you're, you're paying the shit teams to be shit, and there's no incentive for them to get better. Arizona can take all the fucking lowest I mean, contracts that hit the, the floor, but there is incentive. That's the beautiful thing about business is when in sports business, especially when you win, you earn more money than anybody, right? Like you, when you're the New York, when you're the New York Knicks, and you're selling those tickets, and you're sp- spending hundreds of millions of dollars on players, and you're paying the Indiana Pacers fifty million. The Indiana Pacers are still trying to get better. They'll take the fifty million, but they're always going to be trying to get better because guess what? They're never going to earn as much money as the New York Knicks unless they do. That's how luxury taxes work, and that's why they work, right? Yeah, but that's then, why like, the NBA's grown like it has. Then, then you can look at the MLB, and then you can be like a Tampa Tampa fan or or a, a, a Oakland A's fan that literally just gives away prospects just gives away as soon as they're good and they need to sign them 
trade him away. Imagine being a fan of that team because of a luxury tax in your league that you know your team will never compete. I mean, it, I mean, choose a different team, I suppose, but but, yeah, but the you know what the Yankees have done for baseball in the past 30 years? Because I don't care. I don't care. Money? No, screw that. I'm not a Yankees fan either, right? I, I, I never will be, but I do recognize good business. And yeah, well, they're the, they're the reason that the fucking Blue Jays are never going to win a World Series again. Uh, uh, can't argue with you. <laughs> What's wrong with sports fan, Dane? Don't you know? Next year. That's yeah, well, it's the year, only true. It's always next year. It's always next year. For, so. It's always next year. Got maybe it. next year, though. Realistically, maybe next year. But the least oh! Look at that. Closet Islanders fan. Closet Toronto sports fan. <laughs> Well, anyway, that was a great spirited debate, boys. I appreciated that, and I appreciated our healthy conversation and my ability to vent. So, thank you very much. Yeah, you can skip uh, the therapist meeting this weekend. You don't need. Yeah, it. I, don't I think have to we're go good to therapy this week for sure. <laughs> I just got it all out, and by therapy, I just mean yelling at my dog. Anyway. <laughs> just yelling at a golden retriever. Luxury tax. It's not that hard. <laughs> all right, let's move on to. Uh, I, I guess another one of Gary's wonderful creations, and that is the all-star game, which nobody cares about. Um, I'm honestly probably not even going to tune in this weekend. I don't know about you guys. What are your thoughts on the all-star game in its current state? I'm going to watch the skills competition and I will not watch the game. I, this year they they actually seem like they're going to have a little bit more fun and they have like a golf hockey hybrid event that I'm very excited for. Um, yeah, I, like I said, a bearded lady. I'm just excited for some chaos. Like, what? Oh, what's going to happen? How can they fuck this up? I mean, I, I can only imagine they will find a way. And plus, I said Green Day earlier. The music act this year followed, boy. So if you like music from 2006, the NHL is your sport. So that's my sport. It's my sport, then, because that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, I, 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 I can play with that too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I know, but like. Like Jay Cole does the NBA All-Star game. Like that's cool. Exactly. You know, that's a cool modern act. We're like whoosh, dusting off the lead singer of Follow Boy. Come on, come on. We got another show for you. We got one more. I forget what event that they had, but the NHL did have um, Machine Gun Kelly at an event recently. That was last year's All-Star game in Vegas. It was, eh? It's a little that bit more relevant. Better. Better. Relevant. Not good. But it's then. for kids at the end of the day. Like, it I is. feel like we all got excited when the all-star game rolled around when we were younger and we've all grown out of it. I think just leave it at that. Like, I'm not excited for it. I'll probably tune into the skills competition a little bit. I miss when they did the draft. Like when Phil Castle cool. drafted a laugh, that was fucking hilarious. Like that is my favorite thing of all time was Ove- yeah, well, so Kessel getting drafted last and Ovechkin holding up a cardboard sign that said, draft me last. I want the free car. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, so, I always like the draft. Just, you know, we always see the same players. Like, the last three, four years, the All-Stars are kind of the same, right? It's always going to be Matthews and McDavid and Dreisaitl. So you always see them playing together. The draft was chaos. You got to see the Sedine twins split up. You got to see, mm-hmm. you know, teammates play against each other. I love that aspect of it. The, going back to divisions and conferences, it's kind of boring. Now we got Bo Horvat representing the New York Islanders in the Pacific Division. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Today. <laughs> uh, he's oh, apparently wearing goodness. the Islanders reverse retro uh, for the skills competition. Yeah. That would have been oh. funny if they made him wear a Canucks jersey for it. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> I don't think the Islanders would have been very happy about that. Did you guys hear about the splash shot event with the dunk tank? Why is Gary Bettman not sitting in the chair? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That'd be box office. That would be so good. The, the event is described. This unique event is set to take place on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. Four teams of two players will be required to hit targets in an attempt to dunk their opponent in a water tank. The team to dunk their opponent's first wins in this single elimination tournament featuring Crosby, McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr, Shesterkin, Fox, and both of the Kachuk brothers. Hmm, Why not? That'll be fun. I'll turn it on. That one. I'll turn yeah, it on. That'll be fun. Um, the pitch and puck event. The only sport NHL players may love more than hockey is golf, and Florida is the perfect setting. Six players will face off on a par four hole with an island green, using both pucks and balls to achieve the lowest score and be declared winners of this brand new competition. That'll be fun too. Why not? I'm right to that. Those are going to be fun. I, I, I. Now you're convincing me, Parzy. Yeah, I, I think I might fun. turn into the. I might turn tune into the skills comp. I'm still not watching the game. I promise you, I'm not watching the game. No, but I will tune into the skills comp. No, absolutely. What else do they uh, have here? Sticking on the topic, at least one player from every team is is in this All Star event. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's necessary? I don't do think you... anybody from the Kraken is there. I think Beniers is injured, and they replaced him with Stevenson. I think. I think. I think. Really, but I he was originally not... selected. Yeah, yeah, that they has did happened originally. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. He was a, they originally. They ever, would usually replace him with a Kraken player. No, nope. they replaced him with Chandler Stevenson this time around. Surprising uh, that they didn't replace him with a Kraken player because they've had it some... happened. It happened with the Habs a few years ago. Carey Price was our All Star and he got hurt and he was not replaced by a Hab. That's so who else are you going to have? It's the Hab. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think like the way you look at it is like, again, we'll go back. Like it's fan interaction. You get to vote a couple guys in. Um, obviously if you're a fan of hockey, especially if you're a kid, you want to have at least one guy representing your team at the all-star game for those who are going to watch it. I mean, as an Oilers fan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman should probably be at the all-star game, both being in top 10 in points right now, but what are you going to put five Oilers on the all-star team? No, right. You got to split it up a little bit. So, and I mean, again, I'm not somebody that watches it. What's that? I said, oh, my team's so fucking good. I'm an Oilers fan. Oh, oh we're not yeah. that good. We're four-star division right now. Why don't right they now, just so. do the Edmonton Oilers against the rest of the All-Stars? Hmm? Why don't we throw it back? Well, I mean, there's a reason the Pacific wins a lot of these All-Star games lately. Just saying. Yeah, it's Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah. no other Oilers but Connor McDavid. Wow. Yeah, uh, Leon's there, too. <laughs> yeah, Leon. And Tyson Leon Barry. is a product of Connor McDavid. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we found we found the spot. We found the spot. Oh yeah, you can poke and prod at this guy forever. Just poke at the Oilers. I don't know. Tell him Cody Cece's not that good, and yeah, his nights rose. Well, he's okay, not that that's good. not even poking and prodding. That's <laughs> that is an absolute fact. You guys are just jealous. You don't have him anymore. He's I'm miserable, Dane. I'm a Leafs fan. I'm miserable. Man, one of my favorite memes is all t- of all time is that guy missing the net by 45 feet. Oh, and the, against Columbus when he took that, that slap shot. Uh, I remember watching that live and just being so disgusted. Just being so I angry. I might have turned my television off and walked out of the room when that happened, honestly. Um, I, I guess where I was going with that is, it, to me, it's absolutely ridiculous. And Parzi, I know you agree with me on this. Actually, Catano, I know you agree with me on this. It's insane that William Nylander is not an all-star this year. I don't I don't really care. I'd rather him be at home not 
playing hockey, resting, going on a vacation, hanging out with his girlfriend if he's got one. I don't know. Just like I, I would honestly rather no Leafs be there so they can focus on the games that really matter instead of doing dumb PR shit. And that, getting that, that's put a true fan perspective right there. That's <laughs> the problem with the All-Star game right there. You hit the nail on the head, Parzy, is none of us even care if any of our players are there. We it's just the, want them to get a week off. Yeah. And, the, and, and Is the Pro Bowl this weekend? They're not doing a Pro Bowl this year. I thought they were. Really? They're doing like a weird version. It's like Pro Bowl weekend or something. And they're just doing, I think it's just like events. Sunday at three o'clock. I think there's, I don't think there's an actual Pro Bowl game. Guess who the AFC's three quarterbacks are? Uh, Huntley. uh, Josh Allen skipped it to go play golf. So I know he's not there. Yeah. To play the Pro-Am. What a fucking legend. What a beauty. (laughs) Uh oh, I I'm looking at it now. Oh 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 well, oh yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's Who is it? Uh, it would have been Patrick Mahomes, and it would have been Josh Allen. But if Joe Burrow goes, it's him with the alternates of Tyler Huntley, Trevor Lawrence, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr, the guy that got ran out of the of fucking the Raiders, is gonna be <laughs> at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, imagine losing your job at the end of the year and you still make the Pro Bowl. That's well, the... what about Dwayne Casey when he was coaching the Raptors? He got fired, but also won coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That actually. was, that was that. hilarious. I did not understand that at all when it happened. So, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, it looks like they're just doing like a skills competition and then a flag football game. Oh, flag football game. <laughs> the NFL. Oh, Yo, my don't... Have it, man. Just have, Can we have it the NHLers me. playing mini sticks. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You put them in like a uh, like a hotel hallway, and it's just yep. like all these grown men with mini sticks. I'd watch that. that. I'd watch the bearded lady thing. Am I right? Like I would. How many holes are going to be? What's the over under? Let's be honest here. I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. The only real All Star game that is that is good and matters is the MLB All Star game. Does the winner still get home field advantage at the World Series? Bingo. That's sick. That is so sick. Give them something to play for. Yeah. And guess what? None of that exists in, in the NHL. No. And it, I think I, what I can sum what everybody's here has set up is they're okay with, with, the, with one player per team because, to be honest with you, they'd rather not have their players go because they don't care about it enough. And two, we need the draft back. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Anything that that makes it fun. Anything that makes it fun. The golf, the dunk tank. Sure. I don't know. Throw some stupid shit at it. It's it's fun. Remember they they shot pucks at cards to play blackjack last year? That was was weird, but it was cool. You know, I don't know. At least they tried something. They tried to be fun. Exactly. The NHL does not do enough trying when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. So that's enough about the all-star game because... If people aren't going to watch the All-Star game, do they really want to listen to us talk about it? Probably not. Nah, uh, <laughs> no, we didn't so do a good job not... of promoting it by, in, any, in any way. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't get paid by the NHL. So. No, no, no. The best promotion that's been on this show tonight was Gatano drinking from the Bitter Rivals podcast cup at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Hey, that's a show. Yeah. Thank you, yep, Carzy. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, let's move on to just some casual NHL news now. So we talked about Mark Stone. <laughs> Excuse mm. me a little bit before the show. We had back surgery a couple days ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah, take a drink. There it is. Get it in you. Don't Show have the bitter rivals, my gave. Come on. <laughs> no, wow. I, got the, I got the Leafs Yeti cooking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, do you uh, like bring that in stop. public? I do bring that in public. I bring Ooh. it to work every single day, actually. And nice. I get in fights with guys with Habs and Bruins hats on almost daily. Do you just like roll over when a Bruins fan says anything? Like, oh, yeah, you beat us again. Oh, what again seven, honestly. Uh, Honestly, what happens a lot is they come in and they obviously they can't see my mug right away, but I'll see they have a Bruins hat on and I'll just go, I don't know if I can serve you today, man. <laughs> and gotcha. I'll just go like that. And then they just, they laugh a little bit and then we talk about hockey and it's all good. Okay. All but back on track here, Mark Stone, back surgery, that has a huge effect on uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Pacific Division as a whole, which is where the Edmonton Oilers reside. So I'll let you talk about that. Dane. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, this is two years in a row where the division's been pretty tight. Um, I think Calgary thought they'd be in a very different spot right now. Um, I mean, Edmonton obviously thought they'd be in a different spot, but we're just always a second half team. Don't know why we just decide to start playing hockey after the all-star break or just a little bit before. Um, and then Vegas, the team uh, I almost despise as much as I hate Calgary. Um, what? How? Well, I mean, they have zero loyalty to any of their players. They just sign them, trade them, do whatever they want. Um, and I think eventually that kind of hurts the morale in the dressing room. Um, Jack Eichel, not the same guy since surgery. Um, he's averaging below a point per game, which is not what Vegas is looking for right now and playing with some really, really strong players. Um, I think Mark Stone going down is not going to help them. Um, they've uh, probably had the best goaltending or the least most consistent goaltending um, throughout the season in the Pacific, but I think this is a big blow and I, I, I kind of foresee that team potentially falling out of the playoff mix, kind of like they did last year. Um, Seattle's obviously surprising to me. Um, they're kind of one of those, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to compare them to a Stanley cup champion, but they got three pretty good lines and a, and a fourth line. That's not going to hurt you. Um, their goaltending has been horrific this year. Um, both of them have save percentages below 890, I believe. Uh, so that, that, that's a little worrisome. Um, and then we got LA who has the worst goaltending in the whole Pacific division this year. So you look at every team on the defensive side of the puck. There, there, there's all, you know, improvements that that definitely need to be made. They're all kind of similar teams, in my opinion. You know, high goal scoring, high letting goals in the net, also. So um, the way that I see it playing out, and yeah, sure. Look at my bias. We went to the conference finals last year. We're buzzing right now. Hopefully, Ken Holland works a little magic at the trade deadline. I like Edmonton finishing first. I, if you asked me a month ago about the Kraken, I'd say they would fall out, but they've kind of stayed consistent and, and, and I like the Kraken and I think Calgary and LA will probably make it. And I, I, I see Vegas just falling out of it. So I, that's, I don't that's understand how the Oilers fan can go after Martin Jones's rebound year of 23, seven and three. 
Yeah, I mean, his his fantasy stats are great as long as you're not having save percentage as one of your, your categories. Well, isn't the, like, average save percentage this year 890? Like, it's really low this year. Oh, the, the Pacific save, save percentage this year is is god-awful. This is my rookie goaltender Stuart Skinner made the all-star team this year. His save percentage, Martin Jones, is 896. Thank you very much. So that's Okay, like, well, he he's, he's must have had a couple good games since the last time I looked because it wasn't there. And a, and a 2.79 goals against. I mean, eh, that's fine. Hopefully it's not Vesna caliber numbers. It's not all-star caliber numbers. It's barely a starting oh. goaltender numbers. So 23-7-3 is hardly oh. starting goaltender numbers. Jack Campbell's 15-8. and eight. Oh, Not the best. Jack, 15-8? and eight? It's, better than, it's better than Stuart Skinner. Martin Jones has eight more wins and one less loss than Jack Campbell. Yeah, he's probably played double the games. He has less losses and he's played double the games. <laughs> hey, if you get it done, you get it done. I'm just saying the numbers saying. aren't sexy part. I'm just saying that's a lot from an Edmonton Oilers fan to start barking at who's got good goaltending and who doesn't. I just said every team has bad goaltending. I literally just said that. When was right, the last man. time the Oilers had a good goalie? Was it like oh, Wayne Rolson in 06? Wayne Rolson in 06. And that fucking lad ran into him and ruined my life for a couple years. <laughs> a couple? We're talking about it now. No, I know. Yeah, it still haunts me. It still haunts me. <laughs> if I ever see Andrew Ladd in the street, I'm going to tell him something. How how tall is Andrew Ladd? How big is this guy? Oh, big enough to hurt me real bad. But <laughs> yeah, I will verbally I will verbally assault him if I ever see him. In real Definitely, life. he's like six four plus six yeah, three two oh five. He's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, hence why you took out Dwayne Rolson out of the playoffs. You're gonna, you're gonna like, pounds. Hey, um, and, uh, excuse me, Mister Ladd. Um, I, I I have something to say to you. <laughs> 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 I had no idea what you were doing there until you. Yeah, I was really confused. <laughs> I don't think he likes Andrew Ladd that it's much. It's like it's like small dogs. They're the happiest, right? They got they got the, the maybe not the biggest bark, but the most annoying and loudest bark. That, oh, that is for sure. Funny. All right, uh, boys. Can I just well, go to Mark Stone again, quick? Oh, that's what we were talking about. Just right. just a quick one. Uh, that he does free up nine and a half million uh, in yes. cap space for Vegas to play with, and they've got some time to do something. So they might not look great now, but they've got some time to improve. What if he threw like a well, Travis? Who Kinect are they going to trade next year at the start of the year again? <laughs> they almost they almost <laughs> fucked themselves this year. That's a problem Dang. for next year. Vegas is just going to be twenty million dollars over the cap going into the start of the season every season <laughs> through the foreseeable future. Then they'll just start bribing their players to go on LTIR. Like here, yeah, here, here's like a couple stacks. So just just go take the year off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What do we know it as? Robida Island. Wow. The fact that that's still a phrase is crazy. Yeah. It's a great phrase. Here's a one-way ticket to Robida Island. Is Jake Muzzin going to just get a nice residence there? I hope so. Where where would he even play if he came back? He's not. He's playing with fucking Victor Mete on the fifth pairing. Literally. Like, (laughs) he is not playing... If we put if we insert that guy into the six defensemen that play on a nightly basis for the Toronto Maple Leafs, bad things will happen. Bad things will happen if he starts to play games. Anyway, boys, uh, we are cooking here at a pretty long episode, so let's get to the conclusion. Uh, goodbye to everybody. Thank you for listening to Top Shelf here on the Game Sports Show, powered by TGEM. This edition, again, was sponsored by Flawless Roofing and the Sports Displays. Our next upload... 
we don't really know when that's going to be. Uh, so you'll have to get Dave to hit you with that one, actually. <laughs> I was in the script, so sorry. I didn't even mean to say that. Oh, I love uh, when Dave's not here. Just just the slander, you know? You know just what? straight slander, yeah. I, it Dave? was in the script. So. Dave, if you watch this show in its entirety, mention this moment right here. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, hit like, follow, subscribe on all TGEM and the Game Sports Show platforms. It goes a long way. Uh, if you want to support me and Gatano, go hit up the Bitter Rivals. We drop an episode every Sunday at 7 p.m., sometimes Mondays, depending on what's going on Sundays. Um, anyways, thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you guys whenever, next time. Thanks again.